0: This was awesome uh with the Vanderbilt uh football they were playing Tennessee this weekend um uh, obviously as most people probably know by now they have a kicker on their team Sarah Fuller who is the first female kicker in the um FBS which is like the bowl subdivision of college football which is the biggest college football programs all that stuff she was um the first to kick in a Power 5 game uh, two weeks ago, I believe. And Vanderbilt didn't score at all in that game. Their offense was just um, terrible against Missouri. Uh, So all Fuller did was kick off to start the second half. Uh, She thankfully got um, opportunities this game against Tennessee, who is a slightly weaker team than Missouri but uh Vanderbilt still had a disappointing loss 42 to 17 but that doesn't matter they still scored two touchdowns Sarah Fuller had two extra point opportunities she nailed both of them perfectly so more history there she actually was the first now to make um to score points uh, as a, as a female in the sport so that was that was good um yeah, it's just it's just unfortunate that Vanderbilt's on is a um, not a great football team. They went to I think they're now 0-9, and yeah, they got blown out by uh at the time it was a 2-6 Tennessee team. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that's awesome that history was made. Um, I'm gonna move now to NFL Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna try to just run through these games. Uh, pretty quick here. But uh, the first one uh, here, this is at the the one o'clock uh, times. You had Texans and Bears. Bears won thirty six to seven. Wasn't really much of a game. Uh, Chicago had the run game going. Mitchell Trubisky was passing the ball well. Had three passing touchdowns. Uh, Houston's offensive line did not do anything to help uh, Deshaun Watson he's uh, I think they gave up seven sacks against uh, Chicago including a safety so yeah it just wasn't a good day for the Texans and the Bears uh, thrive to stay somewhat in playoff contention there at six and seven Cowboys Bengals another kind of blowout game 30 to 7 Dallas won this game um the Bengals first three drives of the game uh three fumbles so uh yeah that 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 didn't um necessarily point to good signs for them for the rest of the game uh even Giovanni Bernard the Bengals running back uh he fumbled for the first time in 830 carries so, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a good day for the Bengals. And Andy Dalton, the uh, Cowboys quarterback, was coming back to Cincinnati his first, I don't know, nine seasons of his NFL career. Uh, he played at Cincinnati. He was their starting quarterback, their franchise quarterback. And um, so it was probably a good feeling for him to get a win in Cincinnati there. Chiefs and Dolphins, this game was a game of runs pretty much. So Miami started off the game. It was 10-0. And then Kansas City scored 30 unanswered to make it 30-10. to Miami comes back, and it's now 30-24 to Kansas City. And then eventually the Chiefs win 33-27. But uh, the Dolphins, they were able to get to Mahomes. He had uh, three interceptions. He only had two interceptions previously um, in this season and but it, it, at, the, at the end of the day they couldn't stop Mahomes um he almost had 400 passing yards and uh, even with the three interceptions it just wasn't enough uh but credit to Miami they looked their defense looked good um Tua Tungo looked good at quarterback but yeah like i said it just wasn't enough uh Mahomes was able to overcome that um adversity there and the chiefs won um Cardinals, Giants, another kind of uh blowout game here. Uh Arizona won twenty-six to seven. The Giants made a mistake uh, starting Daniel Daniel Jones in my opinion. Uh he was coming off of a hamstring injury, and I don't think he wasn't he yeah, he wasn't fully healthy yet. Uh they should have probably went with Colt McCoy. They probably would have had a little bit more success. Um I don't think they were going to stop the Cardinals uh offense yesterday. Uh, uh, they just looked very good with Kyler Murray, um, running back Kenyon Drake there, uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. And the Giants just had too many turnovers, gave the Cardinals too many opportunities, and that's how you get that twenty-six to seven score. Vikings, Buccaneers, uh, Buccaneers won twenty-six to fourteen. Uh, big reason why the margin was great so great um was uh because Dan Bailey the Vikings kicker missed three field goals and one extra point so that is 10 points that were left off the scoreboard for Minnesota if uh Dan Bailey had converted on those kicking attempts then this might have been a completely different game but uh credit to Tampa Bay and and Tom Brady he had a a deep ball touchdown pass to Scotty Miller Uh, yesterday for like 48 yards. Um, he connected with Gronk in the end zone. Uh, Ronald Jones, their running back had a good game. He had like 80 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, good overall effort by the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers there for the win. Um, Broncos Panthers. Broncos won this game thirty two to twenty seven. A little bit surprising. I'm surprised how well Drew Locke, the Denver quarterback, played. Um, I thought he would at least have a couple interceptions there, but uh, he didn't. He was he had a pretty perfect game there. He had four touchdowns, a career high, and then he had no interceptions. So uh, um, I think, a somewhat f- a flawless effort from Drew Locke uh, helped propel uh D- the Denver to a victory and uh Carolina just couldn't match it enough on offense. Uh Titans Jaguars another kind of blowout game here 31 to 10. Uh Derrick Henry, uh the Titans running back, best probably the best running back in the league right now at least from a rushing yard standpoint. Uh he had a monster game. He, uh, let's see, yeah, he had 200-plus yards, two touchdowns. He actually has already broken the NFL record for most 200-yard, two-touchdown games, so that's impressive. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was doing good passing through the air as well, and uh, the Jaguars just, uh, they played like the 1-12 Jaguars, So, uh, so that's, yeah, that's how you got the result there. Colts Raiders a high scoring game here 44 to 27 um Colts defense outdueled the Raiders and there was just less QB errors um from Philip Rivers uh Derek Carr just uh didn't play up to his level and the Colts had an effective running game yesterday. Jonathan Taylor had about 125 yards, maybe a touchdown or two. So uh yeah, he was he was very good on the ground. And yeah, the Colts just out dueled the Raiders in Vegas there. Uh, Jets and Seahawks. This uh, yeah, this is the biggest blowout I think of the of yesterday. Uh, Seahawks won forty to three. Jets played like the 0-13 Jets. Um, they missed, uh, three field goals as well. So they were part of the Minnesota Vikings company with Dan Bailey yesterday. I even know who the Jets kicker is, honestly. Um, I think they've kind of like swapped out kickers. That's probably why I don't know. Um, Russell Wilson played a very good game, uh, I, I can't remember what his passer rating was, but uh yeah, it was it was solid. He got to his open receivers there and it was a fun day for the Seattle Seahawks. Um Packers Lions, uh Packers won 31-24. Uh Aaron Rodgers played good. He had a 133 six passer rating. I'm pretty sure a perfect passer rating is like 158 uh six or something. So, uh yeah, he played. He played pretty well. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the Lions' quarterback, he was dealing with a rib injury throughout the game. He was in and out. Uh, Chase Daniel was in there sometime um, during some points of the game, uh, and yeah, the uh, the Packers' def- uh, offense was just more solid, and the Lions couldn't match what was going on kind of like the Broncos Panthers game to where I was close but uh Broncos just were too good on offense and and here in this game the Packers are just too good on offense Saints Eagles uh Jalen Hurts is uh, first start they get the win 24 to 21 um like I said before uh, in in other episodes Hurts is replacing Wentz uh Carson Wentz Uh, at quarterback for the Eagles, and it paid off for them. They beat a very good Saints team, uh, even though they didn't have uh, their star quarterback Drew Brees in there. Um, It was Taysom Hill, but uh, it was a dominant game for the Eagles on the ground. Uh, They had Jalen Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders, their running back, go for a hundred plus yards. That's the first time a Philadelphia quarterback running back combo went over. Both went over a hundred yards since like '02. So that was a, a pretty impressive stat line there. And yeah, uh, Saints tried to come back, but uh, the Eagles did enough to hold on and stay alive in the NFC East race that uh, has. The Washington uh, football team uh, in the lead right now. Um, I'll get to the, them in a sec here. But uh, Falcons-Chargers, uh, Chargers won 20-17. to 17. I did not expect it to be this low scoring. I thought uh, Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Falcons, and Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert were going to have a, uh, a throw-off pretty much uh, in this game. But uh, that was not the case. Uh, Chargers had bad... Um, clock management in I think it was at the end of the first half there they could have gotten a field goal uh, but uh, they just like botched uh, getting getting the uh, field goal unit out there Um, yeah they they couldn't like spike the ball to stop the clock because it was fourth down so uh, so yeah that was a little problematic but uh, the Falcons Matt Ryan had three interceptions so obviously that didn't help uh, the cause there. Chargers eventually kick a game winning field goal at the end. But um, the, their star players on offense, Austin Eckler, he led the team in both rushing and receiving yesterday. And then Keenan Allen, their star wide receiver, he actually has the most receptions through his first, through, yeah, through the first 100 games of um, their career um, in NFL history. Uh, I believe he has. One more catch than, uh, I think it was Antonio Brown, if I'm not mistaken. He has like, yeah, he has like 123 receptions. Brown had 122, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, so yeah, so Keenan Allen, very impressive, uh, a very reliable target for Justin Herbert. Now we're going to the Washington football team and the 49ers. Uh this was a 23 to 15 game for uh, Washington. They won. It was all basically <laughs> to their defense. Um other than a couple field goals made, uh all the scoring uh was done uh by the defense for Washington. No offensive touchdowns. Uh and it was a weird stat line game because the 49ers outgained the uh, Washington by 150 yards <laughs> but uh, but yeah like i said uh, i think washington had a pick six and a fumble recovery from a tu- uh, for a touchdown by uh, chase young there uh the number 2 overall draft pick this past draft and he's um he is proving why he deserved to be uh, that high up in the draft, and uh, yeah, if Washington's defense can play like this, and their offense, their offense has to step it up, though, um, Alex Smith went out with, uh, it might have been an ankle injury, I, I'm i not exactly, sh- yeah, I think it might have been an ankle injury, nothing too serious, just like more of muscle soreness, and uh, Dwayne Haskins was in, and they did not move the ball uh, much at all, so that's that's the thing I'll be looking for in the future is making sure Washington is able to produce some offense to help um with how good their defense is. And then Sunday night football, this was the Steelers and the Bills. The Bills won 26 to 15 and let me tell you, Buffalo was excited last night about this win. Um they d- turned momentum uh before the end of the first half there for sure. They were down it was seven to three. And the Steelers are trying to drive down and add some points before half. Uh, because they uh the Bills were receiving the second half kickoff, so they just want to try to get some points before they change the possession over in the second half. And um Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers quarterback throws a pick six. Uh Bills are able to make it nine to seven and that basically, uh, that that's momentum. Stay with the bills from that point on, um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, that, uh, quarterback wide receiver connection was, uh, unstoppable yesterday. Diggs had 130 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, this, the Steelers could not figure that out. Diggs just found ways to get open and Josh Allen found ways to get the ball to him. So, uh, and the Bills' defense stepped up, too. They forced, uh, like I said, they forced that pick six out of Ben Roethlisberger. They forced um, another interception as well. They were able to limit uh, the Steelers' running game to, I think, only 47 yards. And, uh, yeah, they they outgained, um, obviously, uh, the Steelers, and they outpassed um, uh, the Steelers as well. So that's uh, a collective effort to get a nice primetime win for the bills there. And I knew Bill, and I definitely know (laughs) Bill's mafia uh, is very excited after that uh, statement win. And don't be surprised if they try to contest uh, Pittsburgh for that number two seed uh, in the AFC. I don't think Buffalo's going to have a shot to get to Kansas City, because first of all, Kansas City is sitting with Still only one loss, and they do have the tiebreaker over the Bills because they beat them earlier in the season. But, yeah, I'm the Bills are a game out uh, from the Steelers. If they have the same record at the end of the season, the Bills get the tiebreaker because of the head-to-head. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised the way Buffalo is playing right now um, because their offense is good, and their defense looks like it's coming together now to kind of start to look like what it was last season. Um, Yeah, it's not surprising to me that uh, Buffalo, um, if they get that two seed. Uh, Moving on here, I think I may actually be moving back to, let's see, what do I got? Yeah, I'm uh, moving back to college football here. Obviously, I cover Sarah Fuller and Vanderbilt, but there was other – games on Saturday night that uh, made it very entertaining uh, to watch. Uh, North Carolina played Miami. Uh, North Carolina was ranked 17th in the nation. Miami was ranked 10th. Uh, This was because Notre Dame and Clemson um, in the ACC had already clinched their spots into the conference title game. This was more of a battle of to show who was the next best team in the ACC. Um, for sake of say getting more recruits and whatever it may be. And North Carolina completely dominated this game. It was 62 to 26. North Carolina had 778 total yards of offense and, uh, 554 of those yards came from, um, rushing yards by their running back tandem. I'm, I didn't, I don't have their names. Um, on in my uh, mind right now, but, uh, that's the most ever (laughs) rushing yards by a running back tandem in college football history. So, uh, they, Miami just could not stop those guys. And it was just absolute domination, um, in the running game by North Carolina. And it, (laughs) as I mentioned, it showed in the score for sure. Um, so maybe, people who I don't know if there was really a, a big battle for recruits whether choosing to go to North Carolina or Miami but uh North Carolina's definitely helped by this um with this victory that was on ABC during primetime um so yeah that was that was a good win for them uh the other game I saw was uh the University of Southern California USC versus uh University of California um at Los Angeles UCLA uh they this was a high scoring game it was 43 to 36 uh USC had a um had a pretty good comeback there it looked like UCLA was going to win this game pull off the upset against USC and completely ruin the hopes of um or any chance of USC getting into the college football playoff but uh, that wasn't the case. Their um, quarterback there, his last name is Slovis. He had uh, five passing touchdowns. Definitely is not afraid to uh, the, to pass the ball. He gets better as the game goes on, and that um, is proof with the USC season. They've had, I think, three comeback wins now, and in their like five or six games they've played. So uh, they get the win. They keep. Their college football playoff hopes alive. I still think they're not getting in uh, just because of the Pac-12 uh, strength. I don't think it's enough to give them uh, credibility to move up um, higher than these other teams that are in contention right now. But uh, still an impressive win. They stay undefeated and they play, I think, Washington in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game next week So or this week. Um, so yeah, so that should, that should be an interesting game to watch. Um, the final game I wanted to get to, this was the game that caught probably the most storylines from the college football weekend, uh, LSU facing sixth ranked Florida. Uh, Florida only has one loss. If they win this game, they have the, um, chance to play Alabama in their conference championship game, potentially get a win, put themselves in the college football playoff. But it was not to be because LSU won 37 to 34 and it got real interesting at the end. Uh, I'll say so. It was uh, 34 to 34 uh, LSU, Florida trading punches. Florida's uh, quarterback, uh, Kyle Trask, was doing enough to keep them in the game uh meanwhile florida is out probably the yeah i would say the best college football tight end in kyle pitts um he wasn't playing he was injured so like i said florida's doing enough to stay in the game against lsu who they won the national championship last year they're not as good this year um so it's third and 10 lsu has the ball right and it's uh it's a short pass they get stopped uh so it's fourth down right And the Florida, I think it was cornerback, he decides to, you know what, I'm going to pull off (laughs) this guy's shoe. um, So I have his shoe when I make the tackle. And I'm just going to chuck it downfield and give my team an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and let LSU keep the ball and try to win the game. And um, so, yeah, so LSU gets an automatic first down for that penalty. They're able to get it within field goal range uh, what was it? it was a 57 yarder so this this is a long field goal even uh, for college like NFL I, I understand that's still yeah that's still tough at the NFL level to make a 57 yarder and um so this uh, kicker for LSU goes and and hits it there it's a foggy it's a foggy game on the field there hits it through the fog and makes it like almost right down the middle And uh, so Florida (laughs) is down by a field goal. Now they have to try to come back. They give themselves an opportunity to kick a game-tying 51-yard field goal, send this thing to overtime. They miss it. So because of a Florida cornerback throwing a shoe, uh, their um, college football playoff hopes are uh, shattered And so they'll still be playing Alabama next week for a chance at the SEC championship game. But, uh, if they beat Alabama, there's, I don't think they're getting in the playoff regardless. So, uh, I, I mean, I I can get into it more, uh, later in the week here, but I I don't think they had a shot against Alabama anyway, but, uh, regardless, yeah, uh, Florida just, um, yeah, ruined their, their chances there. Um, Saturday night there was some top ranked boxing on ESPN there and this there's this one boxer who is just unbelievable right now Edgar Berlanga of the of the United States there um he has fought 16 fights 16 pro fights he is 16 and 0 and has 16 first round knockouts he is basically a modern day Mike Tyson um he, I mean he he will I mean he's you could say he is probably the best in his division right now, but, uh, um, I don't, (laughs) I don't necessarily know, uh, all the fighters, um, I can't even, I don't know, is is it Super Welter? He may be, I, I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, he, yeah, he's going to be one of the better fighters that we see, uh, coming up in the near future here, and, um, the fight, that was after that was Shakur Stevenson, um, also of the United States. So he's a former Olympic silver medalist when he was still boxing at the amateur level um, in Rio. There um, in his pro career, he's now 15 and 0. He's has like eight knockouts and I think seven called by unanimous decision. So none of his fights have been close. Uh, he held the WBO featherweight title uh he fought uh Clary is his last name he fought him on Saturday night he won by unanimous uh Stevenson won by unanimous decision uh he's going to be looking for some title fights in the junior featherweight class in 2021 and um he may have the opportunity to be getting a championship belt in not one but now two weight classes so that another thing to look forward to in the boxing world in 2021 um the final thing I want to get to today is the Ravens and Browns Monday night football game. So this is going to be much more intriguing than I think it was the week one matchup uh, between these two teams. The Ravens won 38 to six in that game. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. I think the Browns are a much better team than they were week one. Uh, the um, offense The offenses are pretty similar, especially with their rushing offenses, Um, the two best uh, rush offenses in the league, and it's really going to come down to the defenses, and I think, because both of these teams are pretty balanced defensively, but I think the difference can be the Baltimore secondary versus Baker Mayfield. I think they will be more successful than the brown secondary against lamar jackson um like i mean i could be wrong i think like i said it's going to be a close game but uh that's where i see um the difference being made in this game um to where baltimore ends up winning and i think they are favored in this game even though they have a um a worse record than cleveland uh but yeah i mean i'll be watching it for sure it should be very um very interesting. And, uh, yeah, we will see what happens with that, but, uh, I'll give the advantage to, uh, Baltimore, especially looking at that, even though the teams have changed, uh, looking at that 38 to six score, that, that still, um, makes it tough for me to go and favor Cleveland there. So like, like I said, I'll go with the Ravens. Um, and, yeah, I'll just close uh, by saying, yeah, thanks for <laughs> listening to Spencer Speak Sports again. Um, I did post a blog this morning on the WordPress um, page there. Um, I voted for the 2021 uh, NFL Pro Bowl. So it's not happening this year, but fans can still vote uh, the NFL and other league affiliates they're going to be working on trying to do some virtual events to where the the experience of a pro bowl doesn't go uh doesn't get wasted uh it was supposed to be in las vegas um in the brand new allegiant stadium they uh are going to be hosting again in 2022 so that's good and uh so yeah so i i've decided to do my picks obviously i voted for the patriots but i did um differentiate for those who deserved it and who didn't deserve the vote uh so yeah so make sure to check that out uh follow the twitter page uh or an instagram page is at at speak sports um and then yeah uh rate review subscribe to this podcast like and follow the podcast um and yeah i will see you guys on wednesday